Well, joining me uh, now is Kevin Parker, who is the General Secretary of the official Manchester City Supporters Club. And we're speaking on uh, Monday afternoon after the news broke on Sunday of the European Super League. At first, it wasn't clear if City were involved in it but they've released the statement now on their website and they're fully in it. And uh, my reaction has been basically discussed as to, to, to this proposal. Uh, the City fans have never seen such a strong, virulent reaction to this. And it seems to transcend clubs, uh, the big six, the ones who are not in the big six, and indeed all over the world. In fact, I was speaking to somebody in India today um, who I thought might have a slightly different view and they were as emotional and as angry about all this as those of us who are closer to the club physically and, and are more able to go regularly. So Kevin, you, you obviously have your finger on the pulse, you've released a statement through the supporters club and on the 1894 group who are very active in terms of what supporters think have, have been uh, speaking as well. Uh, can you sum up first of all how you're feeling and, and uh, where we go from here? Yeah, well, I suppose lots of words have been used, ashamed, embarrassed, disappointed, confused, uh, you know, all of those words come into play, I think, on this. We'd, uh, I'd read at the, yesterday morning that there was a link that five clubs had been linked with this new European Super League, uh, and the time they mentioned United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea and Spurs, City weren't included in the initial press uh, that information that was being released. Then later on in the day, I saw something that said that City were considering their position. And that's why we, as a supporters club, didn't release our um, view on the matter, because we were waiting and waiting, hoping that City were still considering their position, um, maybe on the basis that they might have thought, well, you know what, we'll wait and see what the groundswell of opinion is. We'll wait and see whether we consult with our fans. Um, and, and we, a few media outlets had contacted me and said, are the OSE going to issue a statement? And we said, well, we're going to wait. We're going to wait either for a full announcement of what's happening to be issued or for City to issue a statement. Uh, and hoping that we were going to at least come out with it with a little bit of um, respect from the supporter base. But when the statement was finally issued just before midnight, it confirmed that City were one of uh, six English clubs to have signed up to the European Super League, along with six other clubs. And uh, those clubs are the founder clubs along with potentially another three founder clubs and then five clubs that will be invited on a seasonal basis to take part in the competition. And it's soul-destroying. That's what it is, really. You know, you and I, Ian, have supported City for an equal number of years, really. You know, we used to go to our away games when uh, with the supporters club at the late 70s, mid to late 70s, when we were just following our club for the love of it. You know, we weren't winning trophies. We weren't playing in Europe on a regular basis. We did for a little while under Tony Buck, but we were, we were following them because we loved them. And the one thing I thought about our new owners, I say new, of course, I've been in charge now since 2008, but 
the one thing I thought about Sheikh Mansour and the current ownership of the club was they got it, that they understood us fans and they understood our love for the city and how much it meant to us. And we weren't comfortable of being part of this elite group. And when we had this whole, this whole fuss with UEFA and these other nine clubs writing to UEFA about us not wanting to take part in, about them not wanting us to take part in the Champions League and the G14 or whatever it is, we actually quite enjoyed that because whilst we wanted to be successful and we wanted to win the Premier League and despite what everybody says about our hatred of UEFA, we of course want to win the Champions League. We, we never liked to be considered as part of this group, uh, Liverpool, United, Arsenal, certainly. And yesterday, unfortunately, confirmed that we have, I suppose we've sold our soul now. We are part of that. We are part of that group of six English clubs. You know, I would have to say that if I take my supporters hat off and stand back from it, there is an element that I can see that City were possibly in a situation where they were between a rock and a hard place, that they've been offered an opportunity in this Super League to be part of its formation to gain financially from its creation, to be part of the start of what they might see as a bright financial future for the clubs involved, or they didn't accept that offer and you're always going to be on the outside. So from a, from a purely business club point of view, I can probably understand the difficult position that they were in, but I would still... <laughs> probably, a, a, well, not probably, I would still like them have taken the, the second option. And the second option being, let's not do it. Let's not become part of what we despise. Let's not be Manchester United and Liverpool and Arsenal, because it's very, very clear. And listen, I would have to say all the supporters groups of the top six clubs, of these six clubs, have been involved in absolutely campaigning against the European Super League. But it is very clear, and this isn't about the fans, this is about the clubs. It's very clear that this whole process is on the back of Manchester United and Liverpool, and to a slightly lesser extent, Arsenal, American ownership that's trying to create a no relegation league where all the people who are in right at the start of it gain financially from it. And we've heard it before, Gary Cook, God bless him, who I know was English, but spent a lot of his time in America. He talked about when he was first at the club, about the Premier League being a league where there was no relegation. We know when, although they weren't American, we know when the Venkies bought Blackburn. They bought Blackburn on the basis they were in the Premier League at the time. They didn't know that relegation existed. I believe that Burnley, when they bought Burnley, also like the idea of no relegation. But this is not their game. And this is one of the points I've made in our statement. This is not their game. This is our game. This, is, this game is owned by supporters. And our current owners, who I still think have got their heart in the right place, but have got this wrong, 
they have to remember that they're only custodians of this great football club. And at some point, they'll pass it on to somebody else. And hopefully when they pass it on to somebody else, the great history of our football club will be passed on as well. But we're all a little bit tarnished now, aren't we? I say we, these six clubs are all a little bit tarnished now. And it, it's heartbreaking. A really good friend of mine who is in, in the public eye sent me a text this morning to say he feels like a friend has died. And it sounds very dramatic, that, doesn't it? But when you support football like we do, where football is, is as integral part of your life as anything, that's how upsetting it is. It's upsetting, it's frustrating, it's soul-destroying. It does make you wonder why sometimes you work hard to try and represent the good of the club when they're probably not trying to represent the good of us as fans. You make, a very, you make a very good point there because you and I, because of the role that you're in and the type of work that I've done for the last uh, 30 years, uh, are asked questions like this on public forums, uh, whether it be TV, radio or wherever, uh, quite regularly. And I've spent a lot of time while City were fighting UEFA um, over FFP, defending the club, um, essentially because, perhaps very naively now it seems, believing that City were fighting for the little man, that they were saying, basically, you know, we, we've we had to spend a lot of money in a short space of time and have been very lucky to be able to do that so that we can, you know, sit at the top table of football. And we really believe that FFP and the sanctions that were brought in were designed to keep the, to protect the cartel. They won that, and I, like all sensible City fans, were cheering through the rafters. And now I feel completely betrayed. Um, I feel like my club has been completely hypocritical because it fought so hard uh, to be part, to break up that cartel and to be part of the elite on merit. And now all of a sudden they're saying, now we're part of that cartel, yeah. we're going to keep everybody else out. I, I, and it, it just... Absolutely. We, we're part of that cartel now. You're absolutely right. And we're part of that cartel. We're part of what we despised. And listen, I, I, I did a bit for the Manchester Evening News uh, earlier on today. And the point I've made is I don't think it's I don't think it will make a massive impact. But I I would like the club to come out now and explain to us supporters why they made this decision. And they may say, they may say we're in, what, what, what could we do? Could we leave ourselves on the outside forever? Or can we put ourselves on the inside and maybe change that in the future for the good of the game? I don't know. But I think the club need to come out and answer very pressing questions as to why this decision has been made. And yesterday afternoon, you know, <laughs> Typical City, you know, United beat Burnley 3-1 and I'm thinking, oh, there's six games to go again and there's eight points and crikey, what's going to happen at Villa? And my stomach is in knots thinking about that game on Wednesday night at Villa. And if we lose that one then and United beat Leeds on Sunday, then it's five points and who do we play after that? I've forgotten all about that. I, I seriously have, you know, I've forgotten all about the running to the Premier League title, hopefully. I've forgotten all about 
what rotation Pep might play on Sunday in the Carabao Cup final. I saw on Sky earlier that Mourinho has been sacked. That should have an impact on us thinking, is that going to be good or bad for us in the Carabao Cup final? I'm not even thinking of that. I'm just thinking about where does this leave us as a club? And we have become over since 2008. And I, I don't quite understand it fully. We have become disliked by supporters of other clubs where previously we were very much liked. A little bit of that is envy. They, they didn't like the fact that we were taken over with all this money and we've become very powerful and we've won the league. Well, I tell you what, if they didn't like us before, and they're certainly not going to like us now, are they? You know, we are, we are what they are. All The other 14 clubs are all going to be so anti City, United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs. And of course, as we know, decisions in the Premier League can be voted in at any time. And how many votes does it take to pass any change in the Premier League? 14. And there is a meeting tomorrow of the 14 other Premier League clubs. And have a wild guess what you think they might be discussing. They could decide anything tomorrow. They could decide that these six clubs are now suspended from the Premier League. They could decide that these six clubs have 30 points deducted from the Premier League. 40 points, 60 points, whatever it makes. They could decide that we're all relegated. They could kick us out of the Premier League. And why would they not do that if we have been totally and utterly If we put ourselves where we don't care about those 14 clubs, why would those 14 clubs not make a decision tomorrow to not care about us? Unfortunately, and this is the point, I suppose, is it's never really the club that suffer. Listen, City, one of the things today said all these clubs who are going to sign up, their initial signing on bonus is 303 million. Okay, great. But we as supporters are going to lose out. And that's the biggest problem. And I've never seen anything like it where supporters are saying, I'm not going to renew my season ticket. Uh, I'm never going to go again. Uh, I can't stand what the club are doing. When push comes to shove sometimes, you know, when you have the opportunity to go to a game or not, you know, some of them will think, well, I'll still go because I support the team, not the club. And, you know, there's a bit of that. But it's a horrible, horrible situation to be in. And my despair about it has not gone, not got any better as the day's gone on. Well, obviously, you and I are not in a minority. Um, and a lot of people have been contacting me saying, is there going to be a protest? What do we do? Uh, there are some fans suggesting that they meet down at the ground, which clearly with COVID is, is not an advisable thing to no. do. But I wonder whether, um, you know, my question really is whether you as a supporters club, we as a city fan base, or even collectively the supporters groups of the big six have any plans to do 
any sort of protest, whether what that might be. I mean, maybe at the League Cup final, somebody said to me, those who go wear black like it's a funeral or turn the back on the team or, you know, there are a million different ways that this could be done. Have you got any thoughts on that? Well, there's two different things, I suppose. You know, I, I'm never particularly in favour of raising the protest where the team is directly affected because the team and the manager are just a little bit like, like us, you know, in that they follow instructions, you know. The, the team play are paid a wage by the football club to play for Manchester City. So I'm not really in favour of anything that directly affects the players. I believe Cancelo has come out, the first player to break ranks, apparently. He's retweeted something that somebody else has tweeted in opposition of the European Super League. So we don't really know what the players' thoughts are on this process. So to go and protest a game that directly affects the players, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. And I also think that this is going to be a long, long fight, by the way. So we shouldn't play all of our cards straight away. You know, I think I've had a few emails and messages today about certain banners that are within inside the stadium that the supporters club are connected to and whether we should remove those banners i think if you do everything at once then you're not left with anything are you you know i think this has to be an agreed process amongst city fans groups and amongst supporters groups of different clubs and we certainly can't protest at stadiums, you know, outside stadiums, because we're breaking COVID rules and we don't want to end up with supporters being fined or or banned. But I think this is this fight is not over yet. And I think we need a concerted effort amongst city groups and amongst groups of other the other five teams involved. And let's come up with a plan that continually drip feeds our protest into the football clubs and the football authorities you know I think we're making efforts amongst our groups to put pressure on the government for the government to get involved I think there was some talk that the government might make another amount announcement today Arsenal supporters trust have suggested that the government bring in a super tax against the clubs that are going to be involved in this Super League, so that of all this extra money that they're going to bring in, um, that a chunk of that money is taken off them and fed into the lower leagues. But, you know, where are these companies registered? You know, if these companies are registered offshore or in the British Virgin Isles, how can you do that? There's cleverer people than you and I that will decide whether that can happen and how it can happen. Um, I think, but I think what we, we need to continue to do as supporters individually and supporters groups is to continue to not get bored with stating our disapproval, embarrassment and how ashamed we are about what has happened. I'm hoping to a certain extent that maybe this whole process is just a process to get more from UEFA than the clubs have previously got. I think um, maybe there's a little bit of posturing involved, hopefully. But even if there is, I don't think I don't think these clubs will ever fully recover the respect that they might have had before. 
listen, let's not fool ourselves. UEFA themselves are a horrible, horrible organisation. I said to you before, I want to win the Champions League. But that doesn't, that still doesn't mean I don't despise UEFA because I do despise UEFA. And I hate them as much as the idea of this proposed European Super League. So, but maybe these 12 clubs deciding to pull the plug and run their own competition, maybe that might put a little bit of pressure on UEFA to have second thoughts about their restructure of the Champions League, which is going to make the competition bigger when I think these, these 12, 15 clubs want to make the competition smaller. UEFA seem to, though, have today, in the bits that I've read this afternoon, they seem to be wanting to fight this whole European Super League. You know, they've been very, very critical, haven't they, about um, the Juventus chairman. They've been very, very critical about Ed Woodward from Manchester United, who only in the last few days has been saying to the uh, UEFA president, yeah, 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 these new rules about the Champions League, we're very happy with them and, you know, we'll go along and we'll support you. And now all of a sudden the, the European Super, Super League has been formed and Ed Woodward has resigned his position on the UEFA committee. So there's going to be lots of people left with their reputations in tatters. And that, that's probably what really pees me off because there is, you, you know, Ian, there are some very good people at Manchester City some very, very good people who have been around a long time, have been still involved in the club prior to, since prior to Sheikh Mansour's involvement. And I think they will be suffering the same as we are as supporters about, about what's happening. But they, they probably have no control over it, as we don't have any control. Ultimately, it was a bit on Sky today. One of their reporters was saying that a board member of one of the clubs said that uh, uh, there are a few board members from a few of the individual clubs who don't support this European Super League idea, but the owners do. And ultimately, the owners have the final choice. And they were asked the question, were they aware of the potential impact of this decision would have? And they said, yeah, yeah, we, we expect that there is going to be a negative uh, fallout with supporters about the decision to make, uh, to join this Super League. And, but yet they said, joining the Super League and the financial benefits were more important than the negativity from supporters groups. And that's the reality of it, unfortunately. It's, it's soul destroying to a certain extent. It's all destroyed. Is there any final thing you want to say to City fans who are watching this? What's your message to them? Keep the faith in terms of what we might want to do. Um, I remember that, you know, I think one of the things is remember that this is not a decision that's made by the team or the coach. I think we have to remember to try and support the team and, and the coaches at the football club and the academy, whoever the teams might be. They're paid employees of the football club at the end of the day. And we, we need to carry on supporting them um, and, give, uh, and be positive about what they might achieve this season. So let's not turn our backs on them. Let's give them all the support we can. But, but on the other side of it, Let's continue to fight the club 
and get our voice heard and our message over. And whilst I'm not particularly sure that we can change it, we have to make sure that our voices continue to be heard so that no matter what happens in the future, that the club know that moving forward, they have to listen to us more, that they have to give us an opportunity to speak and tell them what we think is right. And ultimately, sometimes it's not about us telling the club what we want and then doing it. I think it's about us telling the club what we want and then them listening to us and then still making the decision that the club think is right. The start of this process is giving the fans a voice. And a little bit, we talked last week about the, the decision-making for the Carabao Cup final tickets. And that's not a criticism of the club, but that's a criticism of the authorities. They've got that wrong. And now this European Super League, the voice of the fans is being diminished very, very quickly. And if, uh, and I hate to quote uh, Sir Matt Busby, although he did play for Manchester City, of course, and there is a banner up at Old Trafford that says something along the lines, without fans, football is nothing. And that's absolutely true.